Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited. This time I'm not just interviewing one person. I'm doing two at the same time, and some might even call them experts. Oh, Ooh, little little plug. But I'm so excited to have Priya and Deekshay here with me today from Experts About Nothing. Hello, guys. Hi. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm so excited. I met you guys what like on Instagram. I was like creepily going through Spotify. Then I came across your podcast, and I go on Instagram. And I was like, who are these girls? I hear this accent. It's Indian. Yeah. <laughs> I can reach out to them. Fake Indian accent. Fake Indian accent. Yeah, um, I was like one of my tribe, and then we hung out, got ice cream like once, and I was like, oh, that's it. Yeah. You, you know what? We were actually talking about how it's amazing how you're so like persistent because like we like are so we're honestly flaky not even flaky we are tired we're tired like, we're, we're grown tired and tired girls. like constantly we're always just sitting looking at each other we're like we're tired but you then, followed up and you're like okay so monday or not and then we were like we have to go here. and we're like monday no it was i'm so glad you did because mm-hmm. then we met you and we were like wait that we're was like, so well, fire us being hella inspired by yeah. someone literally four years younger than us age is just wow. a number age is just a number age is exactly. just a number you guys are one of the first people, one, that I've met online and I'm in person recording something with, which is so fun. But that also, I think, I've seen do, like, a podcast together now with, like, experts about nothing. And I think it's so cool because when I listen to your podcast, it's genuinely, like, two people contributing as opposed to one person overpowering, which I think a lot of podcasts do. Um, but tell me everything about the podcast. Like, how did you start it? How did you guys get the idea? What's the vibe? What's the vibe? Okay, so I feel like the origin story of the podcast really came from Deeksha because she was like, listen, I think we could be good at creating a podcast. Like, she was fully just, like, caught on to that vibe early on. Um, We've been friends for a really long time. We'll, like, dive into our friendship. But we always just have really long, layered conversations, like, throughout our friendship. And we're we're always just like, wow, what if someone was, like, recording this? Yeah, exactly. You know, we're so insightful and (laughs) hilarious. Um, No, but, like, the point is, like, we don't know anything. And usually through our conversations with each other, we come to our own revelations. Like, we come in knowing nothing. Mm. And then we talk it out. And then we're like, oh. Or we feel, like, really motivated and inspired like post the conversations and I think that like was something that we definitely wanted to share broadly because we felt like honestly in the podcasting space especially with the pandemic I never really came across any podcasters of color Mm. um, that looked like us that like had um, you know the Indian American background um, that we do to you know provide their day-to-day insights and stuff like that and I don't know it's just always fun to listen to just two girls talking. I Just Gavin. Yeah, I love exactly. it. And you know what it is? I say this with my best friend all the time. Shout out to Julie. Um, we were college roommates. And the funniest thing we would say is, if we just put up a camera right now and recorded us just existing, we would be so funny. Like, that show would be yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The funniest. So I fully understand. And I feel like that comes across in all of your episodes, too. Because I really genuinely feel like, oh, I'm just sitting in this room with them, like, flying the wall, watching them talk about stuff. Oh and then gosh. you talk shit out, and you're like, oh, this makes sense now. So it's like therapy for free for you guys, but then also for, like, you're just becoming famous through it. Yeah, I feel like that, like, the... Well, the vibe we wanted to come across with is, like, you're just sitting in the room with us. So mm. anytime anyone gives us that compliment, we're, like, the most so lame. honored. Because yeah. we're, like, that's literally... Well, we are doing that, number one. We're <laughs> sitting in this bed. And number two, like, 
yeah, that's like we just wanted it to feel really comfortable and really like casual, like not because like that's how our conversations are, and then you come away just being like, that was good like, time. I feel energized. Yeah, like, I'm I'm good. That's you know? a good word, energized. It's hard to find like best friends of that level that want to do the same thing. Yeah, and you guys mm. found it. Yeah, but take it back for me. Like, how did you become friends? How was it making friends for you guys in the states? Because I know you're Daisy, but you grew up here, right? Yes. Um, talk to me about that phase. Was it difficult? Lemon lemon difficult, or was it not too bad? I feel like, well, in childhood, I think we spoke about this. We're both only children, mm-hmm. so I was definitely on like fight or flight mode, where I was yeah. like, I need friends. I I need friends, um, or else <laughs> otherwise I am alone. I am alone, um, and so. I was very, very blessed growing up where my neighborhood that I lived in literally just had a bunch of Indian kids who were the exact same age. Love crazy. that. It's crazy. Love it's that. crazy. It's like, our roommate, Ushi, has been my best... She's my neighbor. And so, oh, like... Neighbor been, and best friend. And they went to college together. And they grew up together. Yeah, it's That is, like, not the most right. ideal, like, you're like, this is a problem. Yeah. I have no new friends. <laughs> yeah, literally, I was like, okay, I met my best friend when I was four. Nothing else to live for. Um, I'm just like, yeah. So, I was very blessed in that because... If I didn't have that, I think being an only child would have been way harder Mm. for me. But I just kind of had literally like five girls who were exactly my age, Indian, upbringings the same. Like everything was just like kind of set for me. So Mm. that was easy. But I think navigating friendships and like when I actually went to school and was trying to make friends with different people was always like a weird process for me mm. um, and I did have that safety net of like oh I have my best friends at home so mm. do I even need to make friends in like these other scenarios because like you know why put myself through the discomfort to find that and it took me a while to like realize that that also gave me you know other I gained other things from that and figuring out like how to navigate making friends with non-Indian people was like an interesting dynamic yeah I feel like I had an interesting journey growing up um where in some ways like because you grow up as a child and my parents like immigrant parents right so like they predominantly had um also immigrant friendships and a lot of them were Indian so I feel like growing up in some ways like I was so comfortable in that that I would kind of like gravitate towards the Indian friendships, um, and I think something that took me a long, long time to realize was, was that just because you're both Indian doesn't make you guys a good friendship compatibility match. 100%. And I think that took me years mm. to actually understand, and I feel like what really gave me that perspective was when I moved um, halfway through junior year in high school to a different state. So I grew up in Illinois. Um, my entire childhood basically and then I moved to Virginia pretty late in high school so when I did that I honestly was like you know what I'm just here for college like I was like I don't care about high school anymore like I'm just gonna (laughs) do my thing to get to college yeah and through that process I like organically met so many people of like different ethnicities and like people with different upbringings than I, and I loved that. And I was like, I left high school, my Virginia high school, with like majority non-Indian friends. And I was like, wow, like this is super refreshing because I've just never had friendships like this. Um, And not to say that, you know, my Indian friendships weren't great, but I feel like 
they were more forced upon at a younger mm. age just because that's what I felt like would work easily. Yeah. Um, and then when I grew up and like I kind of had that fresh start, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be super open-minded. Mm. And that like was very fruitful for me. And yeah. I think that gave me great perspective to even take to college with me. And like, I still do like have a lot of Indian friends, but I feel like in college I was way more open to like just making connections with whoever the friendship naturally came mm-hmm. with. I've never heard somebody talk about it in that way. Cause it's like, you almost assume that your culture is going to be a good point for you to like connect and then make friends. But then you're like, oh wait, you're not my person. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. so fair. And I feel like a lot of the times you kind of force it just mm. because that's everything you know, you know? Mm-hmm. And like you're basing, basing it off your like familial experiences yeah. and like what you've seen work like traditionally. And I think it's like really important to just start making like true judgment calls mm. on your own as you start growing up and like you really figure out your mm. morals and values um you can really understand like the people you do want to surround yourself yeah. with and like what relationships make you the happiest mm. um and i think that was like me moving was the biggest catalyst to that wake up call yeah yeah because it's also like there's a different the reason why your friends your parents' friendships worked is because they shared that immigrant experience with their friends but you didn't immigrate like you were born and brought up here Mm -hmm. so for you trying to connect to someone who may have like that same experience or like a different experience but they just look like you like it's not gonna work do you know what I mean like it's just like contextually different Mm -hmm. so you guys moved to college and you did your thing and then I know you guys had like a power pack group of like friends and stuff and you're like besties with them now how was it making girlfriends in college like how has making female friendships looked for you in general? Mm -hmm. I can say, like, I have always just been a girl's girl. Like, I... Me too. That's just... (laughs) But I don't know. Like, it's to the point where I was like, I don't know how to make friends with guys. Like, Mm. I literally never even, like... I still don't. Like, I just don't, like... I gravitate towards girls. And so, for me, I feel like my revelation was, like, oh, like, if a girl friendship doesn't work out, I'm like, wait, we can't be friends? Like, that's so weird, because I'm like, I just assume, like, I'm like, female friends, whatever, like, it's done. And I feel like that's been a lesson in my adulthood, where I'm like, Mm. oh, like, maybe you don't want this friendship, and Mm. I just got to take a step back, like, that's fine. But I think I came into college, I had, like, a really great group of friends in high school, Um, and then when I came into college and I, like, met, like, Deeksha and, like like, a bunch of our friends that we have now, I was like, it was, it kind of like blew me away. Like, I feel like the level of friendship that I formed with all of these people and like how much of a strong bond we had very quickly. Like, it felt like kismet. Like, I don't know. Like, it felt like literally like not right. Like something yeah. was like, something was at play because just so many, like the, the amount of friends we have and how closely we all like connected and bonded like quickly was just really like something I've never experienced before and nothing felt forced Mm. and I think um we all have like our different backgrounds and different you know like we're not like the same person but our values and our like I don't know like our just our core is very similar and so like I think we synergize really well together um and yeah I had just never experienced like a friend group like that before. That. Yeah, and it was crazy. Mm. 
echoing everything Preacha said, but then also I think something that really made our friend group's dynamic work, um, like our girl group, is just that every no one was like competitive with one another. I love that. Yeah. And I think that is like the core trait that like allows female friendships to truly mm. thrive because it's so easy to get competitive about you know, things that really don't even matter. Um, and everyone's kind of on their same journey. And I feel like we in our friend group had a lot of people doing different things, but a lot of people doing the same things. And it was just way more supportive than it was competitive. Yep. Um, and I think like there's always like, like being competitive is not a bad thing. Um, and I think like we all just had so much more, so much understanding um, and were very supportive in nature that like, even if, like, there were moments where we would feel competitive, it was never a competition, you know? Like, if yeah. anything, we were more competitive with ourselves. Um, like, me to myself, mm. um, rather than, like, with other girlfriends. And I think that's why it was very conducive to a long-lasting friendship. Mm. Um, because I think things like being super competitive and, like, being really, like, there's only place, like, scarcity mindset is something that could ruin a friendship and like could wear a friendship down over the years Mm -hmm. and I think that's why our friendship just with each other but then also like with our larger friend group like they're able to thrive yeah Mm -hmm. and I think that I think blanket statement to make is okay this applies to any kind of friendship so I know I want to talk to you guys about like female friendships today and I know like in that capacity you're so right because it's like even in my friendships, I could be super close with someone, but we've just been, like, wired in a way with, like, the way we see girls being pitted against each other or, like, oh, like, the girls should fight, like, mentality mm. of, or, like, girls are bitchy mentality. Like, you automatically assume that every girl you meet, you're going to compete with in some way. Like, oh, she's yeah. prettier or she's smarter or she does this more, that more. And, like, I honestly found myself doing that even with my closest friends, not in a way that was, like, harmful or, like, yeah. ill-intended, but it was, like... I would see my girlfriends like go work out a certain amount. I'd be like, oh, like they're fitter than I am. And then I had to really change that mindset and be like, no, it's not a competition. Mm -hmm, If I'm seeing my roommate work work out this much, I'm like, oh, this makes me want to work out more. Exactly. And like like, more of an inspiration. inspiration. Exactly. And I feel like, actually, this I've never spoken about this before, but I think a lot of the older I've gotten, I've realized that a lot of my female friendships that haven't worked. and this could be friendships across the board, but again, I'm just focusing on female friendships. A lot of those friendships that haven't worked are either because they were too competitive in a sense that we're doing completely different things, but they're like, oh, but what I'm doing is actually better. Let me tell you why. Or it's that there's a difference in how <clears throat> how intense we want to be in our friendships. Mm-hmm. Do you mean like in terms of the relationship? Yeah, like I think a lot of from like I I remember like growing up a few friendships that didn't work out for me and I'm not saying by any means that I'm a chill cool gal cuz I'm not <laughs> and I can be like the most unchill uncool gal on the block. Um but I think that again like there's no right or wrong way of being quote unquote chill. I think that's also like a very broy thing that girls are expected to conform to. A whole another conversation. But like even in terms of like that, I think my lev- my wavelength of being laid back was sometimes a little more different than another girl's wavelength of being laid back. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like, she would expect more from me or I would expect more from her to no one's fault. It was that we were just on different pages of how a friendship 
works. Mm, And I think when you become new friends with someone, the honeymoon, nobody talks about the honeymoon phase in friendships. Mm, Everyone talks about the honeymoon phase in relationships because when I just moved to the city, I made so many friends and I was like, oh my God, I love all of you so much all the time. I want to be with you all the time. And like still to this day, some of my closest friends, Mm -hmm. but now it's like we really see each other for like who we are, right? And so that love is there, but it's also (laughs) like we all talk about this all the time. We're like, yeah, I love you, but the honeymoon phase of this friendship is gone. I can't see you every day. Like, love you the most, (laughs) but bye, girl. Actually, we need space. Space. (laughs) (laughs) And like... I think that's also because, and that understanding is because we're we're usually on the same wavelength of like, okay, like, cool, like we're we expect the same amount from friendships, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes that intensity is mismatched, mm-hmm. and so you like that results in a lot of, you know, confusing relation yeah. friendships, etc. Yeah. How have you navigated meeting a friend and being like, oh, we're not on the same wavelength. This is not my vibe. I see. Actually, when you were talking about that, I was like, it's really interesting because we met all of us met at a very specific, like, you know, 18-year-olds, right? Which is, yeah. like, a really, like, volatile time in yeah. your life. Biologically, nobody is okay. No one is great. Yeah. Everyone is not okay at all. Like, everyone's <laughs> losing it. And I think it could have either really worked out or really blown up. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just, like, one of two ways. And I think the reason that it worked out is because it's not like we didn't have conflict or, like, moment moments where we're like no we're not on the same page or you did something wrong whatever like that all did happen in this friend group multiple times with different people yeah I think we all had the same intention of Mm. wanting to make it work like I think Mm. we like met each other we're like we vibe and like we we care about each other and first year of college I think for everyone I can speak blanket statement was like a tough year like it was like we did not know what we were doing like school wise like being away from your family like all of it is new and emotionally draining in like a lot of ways like and the adjustment period is crazy like it takes a longer time you know you think like you're gonna be fully adjusted to college in like one two months but it's like no no like the entire year was a trip like we reflected on it like after and we were like like, me and Priya had our, like, last final together, and we were studying or whatever, and we were like, what the fuck was this year? Yeah, like, we are like, actually, <laughs> crying, like, hysterical, <laughs> everyone's losing their mind, and so I think we saw each other through this, like, really tumultuous time, and we all kind of, like, made the decision to support each other versus, like, be like, this is too much for me. Yeah. I'm cutting you out. Yeah. And I think because almost we like didn't have family. Um, oh yeah. We, we didn't have family there that we like kind of, but we all were like searching for a sense of family. So we really leaned on each other in a way that was like more than a friendship. That's yeah. like my takeaway. Cause I was like, like Definitely. this is like family level like care. And I think we all made that decision. And also like first year of college was a lot like, I experienced a lot of firsts of having, like, real adult conversations Mm. where people were like, hey, like, I'm not vibing with the way that you are, like, I don't know. I remember, like, there was, like, a point in time where some people were, like, really close and other people felt excluded. And it was just, like, we're just going to have this conversation. Like, Mm -hmm. we're not going to make it, like, a passive-aggressive thing that everyone's, like, harboring in their soul and then, like explodes at some point or whatever like it's just like hey can we talk about this and we hash it out and then we're like oh I wasn't aware of it sorry you felt that way that wasn't the intention move it along and like I had a lot of those like 
friendship adult conversations that I'd never had before mm. and in a healthy way yeah. like in a way that was like productive and mm. not like fights you know yeah. um so yeah I think going through all of that together like made us realize what like it kind of transformed us from having like child friendships to like adult, adult. friendships and like I really want to make the distinction clear that we didn't start college like that mm. I think that happened like throughout our college experience like we transitioned into that place Space. Yeah. yeah like where we could have those mature conversations instead of like being first to start a fight or things like that because I mean no one wants to be in a fight like yeah you I know, know? Like, so like yeah I think like we got to that point where we were able to have those conversations instead of like boiling into something that it really didn't it? need to be yeah yeah um and I think like also one other point I really want to make is that we were always very supportive of one another's growth and I feel like it's so easy even like post-grad like while you're growing up in your 20s to like bucket someone in some way and be like they're always like this Mm. and then like not let them like change or transform or do any of that but it's like people have so many growth phases in their lives and I think like we were just very open to people growing from an earlier start mm-hmm. um I love because that. Our, like us ourselves did so much growing like I feel like the person I am today is a world of difference between the person yeah. I was when I was 18 or even 22 um yeah and I yeah. think that is like just a key point to understand that people can have so much growth um and they can really learn from one another and mm-hmm. I think we were always like willing to like learn with each other and not just be like you need to stop doing this Mm. you need to stop doing that and it was very much like a group Mm. growth type of exercise I love Mm. that I feel like this is reminding me so much of my high school friendships because in college I left not with a group but I left with some really like a few people that I was like okay these are my best friends for life like Mm. know it for a fact but it wasn't a group a group I found in New York but I feel like my high school friendships were so similar in that we were like 16 17 going through like the like just not okay yeah <laughs> like things were not okay and i think that i always talk about this with some of my like high school besties and we're like i went through that phase where i was like i graduated high school i was like peace see you guys never yeah, yeah. but then i got older and i was like i could hate these people in this moment or be like i really don't want to look at your face but it's that sense of they've seen the darkest deepest dirtiest sides of me mm. and their family yeah you know and it's like to this day like when i get married they will be at my wedding like it's right. that kind of friendship yeah. right and it's and what's i think special about those friendships is time is really not a construct like i could text any one of my friends right now and be like i need help with this and they will show up and mm-hmm. it's almost like in those friendships that you know you're depending on mm-hmm. who you are and yeah. them actually accepting you as opposed to following up and being formal with friendships and things, which is what I think works. Um, but I think the other thing you said that was really interesting. So I was actually talking to one of my other friends about this this like a few months ago. And me and her were always cat like categorized in high school as, oh my god, like Isha and this girl are like very intense, crazy hyper girls like they're mm. they're too much like they're t- mm. too extra they're too intense and too emotional and me and her talk about this all the time now because we're like oh we didn't realize this in the moment but today like it's scarring because that has informed so much of our development because at a su- at such a young age when all of us like are biologically crazy mm-hmm. we got labeled as the crazy girls and so that kind of became a trigger for us now that we're mm-hmm. working through yeah and we're so different now be- 
because we weren't who we were supposed to be at 16 like yeah. a huge part of why that's okay is because our like our best friends today are like okay you have grown i see you grow and i acknowledge and respect that and they make that space for us as opposed to the friendships that don't work are the ones that don't see us that way and one of the things she said was um what's the point of changing if everyone's gonna see me as the bitch i was when i was 16 mm. and i was like damn like that's yeah. true like then why even because when you sometimes meet old friends that like friendships that didn't work out or whatever right and you're like oh you see you still see me as like who i was five years ago yeah you're just like why did i go through this growth then like what is like why am i even trying yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like whenever I have moments like that where I'm like, oh, you know, they're just going to see me as the person that I was as a kid or, like, as I was as 16, I almost am like, it just puts, like, a boundary in that friendship where it's like, you're just never going to know me. Who I am. Like, if you're not going to know me for the way that I've grown and you just want to label me as something, like, we're just always going to have a superficial friendship. Mm, like, yeah. there's no way that we're going to have, like, actual depth and in a way, I'm like, that's just the clarity. Like, it's like you need it. relief. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't need to, like, yeah. work to make this work. Because it's never going to work. Yeah. If you're not willing to acknowledge someone's growth or if you're always going to be coming from a place of judgment, then it's kind of off my back to even, like, try right. to prioritize that friendship. And we can be friends at, like, a party or we could, like, you know, whatever. Like, you know, acquaintance friends. But you're not going to have a real deep connection with someone who's not able to, like see someone's growth and also like support it like it's more than just seeing and acknowledging for me I'm like I need to sense that you like want to to like be there for me and I want to be there for you and Mm -hmm. sometimes that doesn't happen and it's like not a natural thing Thing. and you can't force things like that like I I, like I'm just like I don't want to come from a place of like trying to force it because I've been there and it's draining and it's like nobody really benefits from that situation and you'll fall into the pattern of like I'm putting so much effort in and you're not and like there's this like weird toxicity Mm. that comes from that so like when you can kind of know that I've been trying to be like not sad about it but just be like okay like Mm. this is just like where our friendship is and like that's okay I'm not gonna have I think there was a point in time in my life where I had so many amazing best best friendships that I was like the ones that weren't like that, I'd be like, why? I need to transform them to make them like that because I know that they, like, I just thought every friendship could be like the ones that I had. And I was like, no, what I found is really rare and that's why they're so strong and special. And like, I can't force every single relationship to be like that because also I couldn't maintain that. Like I couldn't yeah, maintain. that's a lot. The amount of effort we put into our relationship is actually, it's a priority in our lives. Like that's why it works. And so I literally could not do that for like, everyone people right you can't yeah it's impossible and i think um and i think it's really interesting because when you grow up you have so many things going on so when people actually like put attention and like prioritize a friendship like that it truly makes the value of it is just that much more exponential like i Mm -hmm. think it truly feels rare and special as you said and it's like something you do want to maintain in the long term And I think at the end of the day, it all goes down to, like, equilibrium and, like, seeing two people put the same amount of energy or, like, whatever they can into a relationship is, like, crucial Mm -hmm. for it to, like, withstand all the ups and downs that life has, you know? Um, And I think, like, something that's, like, super important that, like, you were also touching on was that support should come organically. Um, I think you can clearly tell when support is a very like forced thing and it's like super extra and it's like 
you know, support doesn't need to be like that. It could just be showing up when someone needs your presence. And I think, like, that can be misconstrued sometimes. Um, Like, being there for someone or, like, being truly there for someone Mm -hmm. is very different. Um, And I think we've, like, we're able to distinguish, like, what our friendship requires at an earlier stage, which is why it still is able to thrive. Yeah. And being there for someone, like, what I've noticed now is, like, not only when shit's bad, but when shit's good. Good. That's so that's crazy. That's so hard. Because, okay, because the thing is, that's when the competitive, full circle, that's when the competitive thing comes out. Because mm-hmm. yep. I've realized that the friends that either come around only when you're doing well, or that can't stick around when you're doing well, are the friends that you're like, mm, something is off here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you either are too competitive to notice and, like, support me when I'm doing well, or mm-hmm. that you only want something from me when I'm doing well. Yeah. yeah. And that's, like, I think that's the number one friendship you, like, run away from. How do you think you've been able to, like, when you just start making friends, vet out the right people and or not? Because mm-hmm. I think one really, hmm, let's talk about lazy friendships for a bit, okay? <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Lazy friendships in the sense that when I came from college to here, right, I had, like, my best friends in luck. And I was talking to my mom about this, and I was like, you know what, mom? Like, yes, I'm scared to make friends in New York, but also... I'm not making friends to fill any void because I have every person. My people are in my life already. I have my best friends. I have my family. I am healthy. Any additional new people are just just going to be that, like additions. Yeah. I'm not trying to fill like a best friend spot or anything, right? Because my bar is already high. So when you're starting to navigate that and you have such a high expectation for what a good friendship looks like, it can be really easy to want to find equivalent levels of good friendship But when you go into friendships, you might want to also force things, right? So when you meet, like, new female friends today, what's, like, the perfect way for you guys to, like, vet out, okay, you're my type, you're not my type, like, this friendship's going to work, this is not going to work, instead of, like, continuously hanging out, investing time, and then be like, oh, like, this was not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Do you feel? Yeah. Honestly, I think for me, I came in with a very similar mindset where I was like, I got my friend, like, my besties are on lock, I don't don't need that, so I'm, like, gonna just come in and like see who I vibe with but I also didn't know anyone when or like didn't know that many people when I moved here so I was kind of like hmm I do have my besties on lock but like I can't just be facetiming them on the streets like I need to like have plans Mm -hmm. and so I think I came in with like okay I'm trying to just like have like a fun social friend group and like Mm -hmm. that that was my intention and I didn't think or like I think when I was like making friends in the city I was like oh yeah like they're like my fun social friends they're not like my close close friends and then for me the only thing that really like like I have a revelation that we're actually really good friends is time like that's the only thing that has really been I'm not able to vet that early on in a friendship and like I've been surprised by like all of the friendships that I've made in the city that are genuine real like supporting loving friendships but only because it's, like, events and time have proven that to me. Mm. And I'm like, oh, like, I never would have thought that. When I, like, first met these yeah. people, I would be like, oh, they're just, you know, people. acquaintance friends or we work together or whatever. Like, it's just, like, whatever. And then years down the line, I'm like, 
we've been friends for like five years and we've like been through like milestones in each other's lives and you kind of have like a out-of-body moment where you're like wait we're like really really good friends and we have like a strong friendship Mm -hmm. even when people move out of the state and like I feel like those types of moments where you're like actually not in each other's space all the time and you still have a friendship that's when you're like okay we both are prioritizing this and like this is a real genuine connection, not just out of like proximity mm. or convenience. You I know? love that. I think for me, it really comes down to like doing my best to try not to like bucket a friendship. Like for example, um, this is like one thing that like I vividly remember because it was like one of my best friends now that like I never expected to be a good friend of mine, but one of my work friends, like we started, I was in a program, like a rotational program and like we had like a class of like 13 people so it's kind of an intimate group um but initially i was like these are my work friends like and i just like put that up and i was like and the thing is i was blessed because unlike priya i moved to the city and all my best friends were here so Mm. i was like great i don't even need to fish for anything else like i literally have my plan set for me i know who i'm gonna hang out with every weekend it wasn't like a question but obviously like when you start a program with like a bunch of people your age like you do meet more people and like make new friendships um and at first I was just like okay these are my work friends I'll hang out with you guys at work events and then bye like I don't know you anymore Mm -hmm. but like then over the pandemic one of my work friends like was on the same team as me obviously we didn't see each other but like there came to a point where we were just so open with each other on chat and everything. It was such a vulnerable time, truly. <laughs> um, but like, what a time. What a time what a to time. be remote for months and a half. Um, but yeah, basically, like, we just ended that, like, boundary just, like, dropped on its own. And I feel like when that happened, like, literally, we were talking on the weekends. We were FaceTiming for four hours at a time. Like, oh. it was just, like, such an organic friendship. And she was not Indian. You know what I mean? Yay. And, like, that's <laughs> huge. Yeah. Shout out to Risa. Um, she was amazing. And, like, she still is one of my great friends. And, like, I know she's going to be my friend for life. And, like, we're always going to pick up where we start, like, where we left off. But I think something that really solidified that friendship was that we would talk about our personal lives and, like, get, like, open like, be open with each other about our actual problems, and it wouldn't just be, like, did you finish this assignment? Okay, I'm still working on mine. Like, you know, it yeah. wouldn't be, like, just solely work just because we're just work friends and, like, super surface level and superficial, and, like, I think, like Priya said, the depth is, like, what, over time, is, like, what kind of solidifies a friendship, and I think something I've been working on is just that, like, age doesn't matter, um, time doesn't really matter, and, like, you can develop really close friendships really fast. Um, if the vibes align. Mm -hmm. And I think the first thing that I look for in a female friendship initially is, like, aura. And I think there's there's just a lot of different types of girls. That is not problematic, but you can't force a friendship with every single person because that's why we all have different tastes. It's a vibe check. It's a vibe check. Exactly. You're just not my vibe. Vibe. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. Yeah, Yeah. and it's like, that's okay. Mm. And I think that accepting that is also important because, Mm. you know, sometimes it's like, man, why don't I just, like, feel like how I feel towards my other friends towards this person like why does like this thing bother me and this thing bother me and it like you I can definitely get into that like space where it like bothers me that like I can't be that close with someone but then I'm like it's just not meant to be it's just not meant to be yeah and I feel like that vibe check 
part of it is like knowing when to try but then also knowing when to not try because yeah. like if you try to force a friendship where you're just not the same vibe things can go south really quick and then you're not you're gonna forget what was good about the friendship at some point yeah, yeah. and then you're gonna ruin it and then it's gonna get toxic and like mm, you don't yeah. need it and I think well, like the older I get the more I'm like bro I don't need drama like yeah. we're not in high school mm-hmm. we're not in college I just need something that's easy and like and okay I'm not saying friendships are easy but I think that the desire to be friends is the easy part mm-hmm. the relationship yeah. is, itself is hard to manage right because yeah. like my best friend now is in another state but like like you said like we prioritize like facetiming each other at least once a day even if it's for five minutes or like if I'm getting dressed then facetiming my mom like even that relationship is like something you have to prioritize or yeah. it's like every two weeks I'm like okay I haven't spoken to friend x I'm going to put in the time to like catch up with them and that that's the hard part but yeah. like the loving them part and like the vibe check existing part that's the easy part and the mm-hmm. second that becomes hard then you're like okay the other stuff isn't even worth it then I don't want to waste my time exactly yeah. I want to reel it back a little bit because I know that we've talked about this but female friendships being competitive etc but I think in the South Asian community specifically um, it's very easy to get like competitive with other South Asian girls yeah. and in a lot of ways it's like our relationships are very like villainized almost mm. um and everyone expects guys to be bros or whatever, but it's like, oh, if two hot girls are in a room, there's no way they're going to be friends because they're just going to be... Comp- like, there's a lot of, like, toxic talk about things like that. Yeah. Um, I think that all changes when you truly find friendships where, mm. where you're accepted wholeheartedly. And I think that's something that I really respect, like, the friendships I have now because they allowed me to be my true and full self without having yeah. to sacrifice any part of me that I wanted to embrace. Um, yeah. And I think, like, that, honestly, the harder experience of growing up and not being accepted fully, like, makes you so much more appreciative of, like, what you have now and, like, what you need now um, yeah. versus, like, what you maybe lacked growing up. Yeah. Yeah, there's just, like, so much more gratitude because you're like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, especially when you're growing up as a minority in the country, you don't see people that look like you. Like, mm-hmm. forget media. I'm like, I'm just, like in my classroom but are you one of the only Indian people there and like I wear braid every day to school and like I don't know like it was just like completely like a disconnect and you know you sense that from like probably when you were a baby you're like I'm built different I'm built so not looking like you like you know what I mean (laughs) and so yeah I think it takes um that's why I think like our college friend group and like those friendships were so formative because you're like oh my god like there's just so many people who are like like me and we bond so closely and it's just like this amazing time to like realize that you're not alone or like you don't have to code switch like even like the effort code oh my god it sucks yes it's it's so draining you're just like time to pretend i'm not myself for like you know eight hours a day every day and so those moments when you get to turn that off and just be like fully authentically you are it's just like the best feeling i love that this, like, very well, I didn't expect it, but it tied so well to, like, the friendship full circle. Yeah. What a great episode. Thank you for being here, guys. No, oh oh, it was God. so fun. This was so such fun. a good chat. Bye. And I feel like I love talking to other girls that are Indian, just, like, hearing their stories and how they grew up, because I grew up so differently, too. And sure, that comes with my experiences. That's what my whole podcast is about. Mm. Um, but then also, like, listening to different perspectives and being like, oh, like, 
this worked for you or this didn't work for you. I love. Mm. So thank oh you for being gosh. here for this little girly chit chat. That was oh, so fun. We'll do it again, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 I'm feeling so energized. <laughs> this was an energized episode. Yeah, right? energizer. Like that one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I loved well, it. Thank you for being here. I'm going to put all of your, like the link to your podcast in the description so everyone can listen. Amazing. Um, thank you. Thank and you. I will see you guys next time. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.